When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, baseball family, to Friday Night Live. I am Brad, and I am here by myself, flying solo this evening. But I want to start off with a question for you. My question is, at what point is it okay to leave a game where your team is being blown out? Is, like, the fourth, fifth inning too early? I mean, you can still come back, right? I'm asking for a friend. Um, Unrelated, Brig is actually, the reason he's not here tonight is because he is at Yankee Stadium with his dad, who is a Red Sox fan. And they are taking it all in and having a great time. Their first time at Yankee Stadium. So I'm very excited for them. Uh, as Brig and I say, very excited. And it's uh, it's going to be a good time. Um, we're going to bring him on here in a little bit so he can say hi. Uh, but until we we get there, let's actually let's do it right now because they're, it was between innings, but now it's not. So Briggy B, oh, how up? goes it at Yankee Stadium? <laughs> Hey, baseball family. This is my dad. He looks terrible. He's happy. uniform in the stadium. I don't know about that. Okay, we were on the, the subway coming here, and one lady goes off. Throw him off the train. While it's going. Yeah. While it's going, of course. Of course she did. The only other joke that was as good is somebody went, oh, wow, that's your dad. I said, yeah. Think of the punishment growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, baseball family, we're really excited to be here with, especially with my dad. It's super cool. First time in Yankee Stadium. We did the stadium tour today. We did that this morning. We got to go to Monument Park Museum. There was some legendary stuff going down. And I am pleased to report that they do have non-alcoholic beer at Yankee Stadium. For those of you on the recovery train, that's a big deal, and it is here. We have not found anything that is kid-related yet, so I will be doing some reconnaissance today and tomorrow to find out if there is a kid-friendly area. Um, I know there's a booth-free area. I haven't seen any attractions or activities for kids. That's a big deal for some of us. But I'll keep you posted. Nice. Right on. Well, thanks for saying hi, Brig. Appreciate it. Yeah. Go right, enjoy guys. the rest of the Well, I'll tell your dad to go enjoy the rest of the game. You just enjoy the game. Well, hey, Dad, you can yeah. see my hat okay? Can you see my hat okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure. 
you're getting a clear shot. <laughs> it's there. We got it. Deer's <laughs> locking horns, right? Yeah. Awesome. All, All right, guys. Family. Have a good time. You. We'll see you. Bye. All right. That was Brig live from Yankee Stadium. That's awesome. We uh, we had kind of kicked that idea around a little bit, and I'm glad that it worked out. It's a lot of fun. All right, let's get into it. So first, I just wanted to talk about Wander Franco for just like 30 seconds. I don't want to give a lengthy update because there's not really anything beyond a couple of tweets that we saw from guys like Hector Gomez who say it's looking like things are worse than they, than they initially anticipated, and there is a chance Franco could be done in Major League Baseball. But beyond that, I don't have any information, so I'm not, I'm not speculating. I'm not doing anything like that. So that's that's all we're gonna do for right now. Uh, moving on, there is something really interesting that has developed in Anaheim just as of this morning. The Angels called up their 2023 first round pick, Nolan Shanuel. That's right. The draft was like 40 days ago. He went straight to Double A. Was playing for the uh, Rocket City Trash Pandas. Very Love that name. I should have worn my Trash Pandas hat tonight, maybe for this reason. But anyway, instead I'm wearing my Bradenton Marauders hat. But anyways, they call him up to the big leagues because the CJ Crone experiment is not working at first base. The Mike Moustakis experiment is not working at first base because they need him at third base. This kid had 96 plate appearances. That is not 96 official at-bats. That is 96 plate appearances in the minor leagues. Granted, he's slashing 375, 10, 493 with 21 walks and 10 strikeouts. Okay. He puts the bat on the ball. I'm going to give him that in the minor leagues and college because he killed college baseball this year. Absolutely crushed it. Hit 440. He slashed 447, 615, 868. Uh, had 71 walks and just 14 strikeouts. For you actu- actuaries out there, that is a 4.8 strikeout rate. That's pretty good, right? So it's interesting that they were like, yeah, bring him up. We need him. I have a few thoughts on this. First, it could be really good for college baseball if more teams did this, if they were willing to promote their first-round picks and say, this guy's ready for the big leagues. We're going to bring him up, and we're going to develop him at the big league level because in the NFL – that's that's what you do. There's no minor leagues in the NFL. In the NBA, that's what you do because the G League does not function as well as a minor league system, as major league minor league system, because that's been around for 100 years, right? But the G League is not as strong of a development system as what baseball has. So guys come in and they have an impact the first year. And the other thing is the jump from the NFL or jump from college football to the NFL, the jump from college basketball to the NBA, it's big. But it's not as big as jumping from college baseball to MLB. This is where I have a problem. Because I cover I covered college baseball for a season. And let me tell you, it can be brutal sometimes. Sometimes these teams just cannot get outs. Those games would go like four and a half. So a couple times as the games went like five hours. Okay. Just because they could not get outs. And then that same summer I worked for the Ormals minor league baseball team. And the games were an hour to an hour and a half shorter because they're between three and three and a half hours, because they could get outs. They could execute it and get outs. So that's that's my only concern is the, is the jump, right? But like I said, this could be really good for college baseball because you're like, we see this guy in the College World Series. We see this guy playing an entire year for LSU and just crushing it. And then he comes and he's on, on, a, he's on a big league roster in August. 
that's a huge deal. That could be great for college baseball. But this is the thing that I really worry about: stunting his development. If he's a, a stud and they really think who he he is, who he they think he is, a move this early to big league baseball could stunt his growth because they're just throwing him to the wolves. Right? This is a desperation move where they're throwing this kid to the wolves. The one that immediately comes to mind, like I know there are a lot of guys who went straight from college or straight from the draft to the big leagues, Will Clark, John Olerud. Um, yeah, that's those are the ones who come to mind right off the top of my head. But the one, the other guy who comes to mind is Gordon Beckham. And granted, he spent time in the minor leagues. Okay, he was drafted eighth overall by the White Sox in 2008 out of Georgia. He was the hottest thing going in the College World Series that year. He was absolutely crushing it. And then he made his debut on June fourth 2009 not even a year in the minor leagues he was 22 years old right so he wasn't a kid coming out of high school he came out of college played really well in college and everything he finished fifth in the rookie of the year voting it was like man we got the next best thing going right here with gordon beckham never made an all-star game never won any awards never won uh, a gold glove silver slugger and i know not everybody wins those but a guy who is expected to be that caliber should be winning something along those lines or at least making an all-star game right Injury replacement, something. Got to be making an all-star game. None of it. He was a pretty serviceable everyday player for six and se- six or seven years or so, but didn't pan out to be the guy they expected to over the 11 years that he played in Major League Baseball. And so that's the thing I worry about with this kid, with Shaniel, is that he might have Hall of Fame potential, but if they're developing him at the big league level and expecting that to be his growth, that could really, I mean, he could be a serviceable, serviceable everyday first baseman for the Angels for 10 years. And that would be better than the situation they've had for the last 10, right? I mean, Pujols was great at times for the Angels, but he was never Cardinals Pujols. And if they have a serviceable first baseman from Shaniel, they're going to be all right. But that's my big concern. And uh, no, I'm not saying that Shaniel or even Zach Neto are going to be Gordon Beckham because he's just one example, right? But it is the one that comes to mind um, of a guy who didn't reach his his potential. But overall, the big picture of it is it's a desperation move by the Angels, and it feels a lot like buying fast food to feed yourself for a day when growing a garden can feed you for years, right? Letting Shaniel progress through the system could feed them for many, many years. They could have a great great first baseman rather than bring him up after 40 days, 96 plate appearances, 21 games and, uh, and, and throwing him to the wolves and having him be your first baseman at the big league level. It's, it has me really concerned for him, but they're a division rival. So I shouldn't really care, I guess. But anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the Dodgers, the Dodgers. I have on my notes, the Dodgers are red hot. That is not true. The Dodgers are scorching hot scorching hot they have won 11 in a row are 15 and 1 in august have outscored opponents 100 to 41 since august 1st for those keeping track they scored a total of 126 runs in june and 133 in july and it's only the 18th holy cow so the dodgers are back and they are dangerous i still don't think they'll win the world series because uh it's i mean they they gotta if they're gonna (laughs) i know they're better than what they were earlier this year and a lot of teams are the mariners are the astros are the yankees are worse than what they were the red Sox are not what they were that right a lot up and down it's a long season i understand that but 
I don't know if they can sustain this and go on to win the World Series, but they sure have taken hold of the NL West. The division has their division lead has grown to ten and a half games over the Giants and thirteen games over the Diamondbacks. And they're only four games back of the Braves, the best record in the National League. So the Dodgers are back at least for now. We'll see how things go um, going through September, right into October. So, because they could fall off a cliff, this could just be a hot streak. But I, I don't know. I think this is the team we thought they were supposed to be. Daryl Digwood says, uh, "Quick to jump to the show, but who knows? Nine years not making the postseason, postseason may be the reason for the trigger pull. I think it is. I think it's that. It's it's not making the postseason, and they're they're really trying to get Otani to stay." They're really trying to get Otani to come back. I think that's a big part of it, is that uh, if they can have any kind of forward progress going into the end of the season, that I think that that would give them a better chance of bringing him back. I think that's the motivation behind every move that they're making right now. But I don't know. Mike Trout still has not come back yet, and Anthony Rendon has not come back from a bruise on his shin. So we'll see. We'll see what happens to the Angels. All right, let's talk about the Rays. I talked about the Rays a little bit. Uh, with the Wander Franco situation, but things have not gotten much better for the Rays this week outside of that. Uh, Shane McClanahan is going to have Tommy John surgery and will probably miss all of the 2024 season. First off, yikes. Like, what a week to be a Tampa Bay Rays fan, right? Like, oh, shoot, we might never, ever get Wander Franco again. He was supposed to be the cornerstone shortstop, and now he could be gone forever. Wait, now what? We lost our ace? Shoot. So my thing is I'm really curious what kind of impact this kind of stuff is going to have on the Rays going forward. They're two and a half, um, they're two and a half games up on Houston in the wild card, and they've got five and a half games on Toronto, six on Seattle, all in the wild card. All these teams, uh, these four teams will be, or one of these four teams will be left out. Sorry, I'm trying to read my notes. I had a lot of stuff written here about this. Um, and Houston, Seattle playing really, really, really well right now. They're actually playing each other this weekend. And Toronto has been good. So if the Rays are going to make the playoffs, they can't fall off at all. There is no wiggle room for them to fall off at all. Like they they had that really rough stretch earlier in the year that kind of brought them back down to earth in the AL East. But fortunately, they had a huge, huge lead. So they've kind of managed to hold serve with the Orioles during that time. But this is the problem that the Rays have. They are built on a notoriously cheap budget, low cost, right? Like they paid a bunch of money for Wander Franco, and that was pretty much it. (laughs) So they don't have a lot of depth to make up for the guys they're losing. It could come back and bite them in the butt uh, in a playoff race uh, come September. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. It's going to sure make things a whole lot more interesting with the Rays missing some key players and uh, and having to fill in some holes with what they have. So we'll see. It'll, like I said, be a whole lot more interesting, I think, this way than what it would have been and what we initially thought it was going to be back in May, right, when the Rays were looking like world beaters, not losing to anybody. All right, before we get into the TV schedule, let me tell you about Versus Game Baseball Family. We are always asking what you think about topics we bring up on the show uh, now you have a quick and easy way to share your thoughts with us. We've partnered with Versus Game to bring you games where you can make money from participating in polls, trivia, and predictions. So if you're on the winning side of a poll or get a trivia question right or a prediction right, you can win actual real money. That's right, real money playing this game. You can play for free or you can buy ticket bundles to win more money faster as you play. 
You can play against other listeners and versus game users. Uh, so head over to btpod.onversus.com on your mobile browser to sign up and play our polls and trivia games. That's btpod.onversus.com to sign up and play versus game with us. We have a couple polls sitting there right now still um, about whether whether you think Bartolo Colon should make the Hall of Fame um, and if you think the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs as well. And actually, I want to know, is it okay to leave a game early if your team is getting blown out? Like, do you need to beat traffic and get out of there? Or do you have to, should you stick it out to the bitter end? I'm going to put that up there. That's going to be our next pull up on versus game. Next thing I got for you real quick, baseball family. Let's talk about Patreon. You can support the show on Patreon by becoming one of our rooters, one of our patrons. We have $1, $5, $10, $15, and $500 tiers of support. Uh, Everybody gets different things, but the things that everybody gets is you get a sticker and you get the bullpen cut, which is the uncut version, unedited version of the podcast. And so you can go search Patreon and or go to the link, the Patreon link in the description of all the episodes to go find out what all we have going on there as far as the bullpen cut and what other perks the uh, the other tiers get you. All right, time for the national TV schedule for this weekend after I take a drink. It's nice having Brig with me for a lot of reasons. One of them is because I can let him talk and take a drink and not have to pause, but here we are. Anyway, tonight on Apple TV Plus, going on right now, the Blue Jays at the Reds. The Blue Jays are 67 and 55. The Reds are 63 and 59. Uh, the other game uh, is actually the Red Sox at the Yankees. Like I said, Brig is there right now. The Red Sox are six, 63 and 58. The Yankees are 60 and 61. This is the first time they've been under 500 this late in the season. I think I saw since 1995. They did end up making the playoffs with the wild card that year, but still not going well for the Yankees right now. This is like historically bad this year. Red Sox are leading seven to one in the top of the eighth. And right now, the Blue Jays and the Reds are in the bottom of the ninth, tied. Zero, zero. There you go. All right. Saturday, we have the Red Sox and the Yankees again. Brig will also be at that game for those of you keeping track. He's going to all games. They're going, he and his dad are going to all the games this weekend. His dad's a Red Sox fan. He's a Yankees fan, as we all know. And uh, and so they're going to have a good time at Yankee Stadium together this weekend. That game is at 105 p.m. Eastern time on FS1. No Fox Saturday this week for baseball. Sunday. Your Peacock game, usually we call this Wake Up in Baseball, but even this is even a little late for me to call Wake Up in Baseball. This game is at 1.05 p.m. Eastern time. It's the Mariners at the Astros. Ooh, that it's probably going to end up being the rubber match in this series, I'll be honest with you. The Mariners are currently 66 and 55. The Astros are 70 and 52, both in the hunt for the wild card. The Mariners on the outside looking in. The Astros are in the thick of it. So that's gonna that's a great series. And then Sunday night baseball on ESPN, you got the Phillies at the Nats. The Phillies are 66 and 55. The Nats are 55 and 67. That game starts at 7:10 p.m. Eastern time, just like they always do on ESPN on Sunday night. So series to watch this weekend. Brig has one series and one series only that he wants to watch this weekend. He has the Red Sox at the Yankees because he's gonna be there, like I said. Super jelly. It's gonna be awesome. Um my series, I got the Mariners and the Astros, obviously, obviously for a lot of reasons. Even I, even if I wasn't a Mariners fan, I would probably be keeping an eye on this series because it's a huge deal um, going forward with playoffs and things like that. As 
we get to the, as we're past the middle of August. It's crazy that we are closer to September than we were to than we are to July. I can't believe it. where uh, where is this month gone? My other series of the Rays of the Angels. Um, something interesting going on with these those Southern California teams is their Sunday games have been bumped to Saturday. Uh, the Angels, the Angels, Dodgers, and Padres are all hosting double headers on Saturday because they didn't want uh, Hurricane Hillary affecting those games on Sunday. So, if you were planning on sitting down and watch the Angels, Padres, or uh, Dodgers and their opponents on Sunday, you have to catch that game on Saturday because they will not be played. Uh, the other series I have with the Blue Jays, the Reds, obviously going to be really good. Uh, a lot of defensive pitching in this series so far. Um, and then the D-backs at the Padres, just the same thing as before. Somebody's got to win, right? Somebody's got to win those games. Anyway, okay, let's go on down to our bets. I did not have a good weekend last week. I went 0 for 2, or 0 and 2. Uh, current record puts me at 27 and 26. But this week on Saturday, I've got the Giants take the money line over the Braves. Got Webb going on Saturday, and I, I like I like that against I like that matchup against Torinos. So take take the Giants money line over the Braves on Sunday. Take the Royals money line over the Cubs. The Royals did beat the Cubs to yeah today day game today they beat them. And let me tell you this thing, but let me tell you this about the Royals. Watch the Royals play the Mariners this week, and that bullpen is bad. It's got a lot of issues, but. Their offense right now, the Royals are hitting the ball better than anybody in Major League Baseball right now since the All-Star game. It's been a month. That's pretty dang good. So the Royals are going to be able to put up some runs against the Cubs. They did today. They punished them offensively. Uh, it was it ended up being a one-run game, but at the same time, though, the Royals, they get hits when they need to. That team, they're a really good offensive team. If they If they can get their pitching sorted out over the next year or two, they're going to be a good team. They'll be a good team, and uh, they'll make some noise in the Central because, I mean, that division isn't very good to begin with. So there's that. Last week, Brig went, I don't know, I forgot to check. Um, <laughs> I think he went 1-1, one and one, so that would put him at 23-30 and 30, uh, for the season. Saturday, he says take the Rays run line over the Angels. That'll be the afternoon game. The, the morning game on, on that series uh, that's Sunday's game. So take Saturday afternoon game, raise run line over the Angels. And then on Sunday, take the Braves plus money over the Giants, what Briggs says. So if you get plus money on the money line, go take it. You probably won't. So I'm going to guess go run line on that one. Braves to win by two is what you're going to need to do to get plus money on that game. Blackjack Brad's black flag pick of the week. I didn't hit last week. I had Nick Castellanos homering. And the Phillies money line on Saturday, and neither one of those happened. The Phillies lost, and Castellanos did not hit a homer. Uh, but so that puts me, I, I believe I'm at four and three on these this year. I kind of lost track partway through, but I'm pretty sure I'm four and three. But this week on Sunday, your black flag pick is Luis Robert Jr. to homer on Sunday. Go get it. So there you have your black flag pick of the week. But baseball family, we've talked about. I've talked about ways you can support the show. One more for you. Don't forget to hop over to ShinookSeedery.com. They have literally the best seeds ever. I eat them every day while I'm working. Help keep me awake at the wheel, right? Uh, 
I think right now, I think my favorite flavor is cinnamon toast. It's outstanding. It's a good, like, sweet flavor. We need that in the later in the day. But also, like, hatch chili is fantastic. And I think Parmesan and pepper is the most popular from what I've talked to with people. But head over to Snooksedery.com and use code BTPOD at checkout. You'll save 10% on your order. And you'll also support the show without spending any extra money. Support your, support yourself, support your mouth, and support the show. ChinookCedary.com, BTPod at checkout. But baseball family, thank you so much for joining me and joining Brig and his dad from Yankee Stadium there at the beginning. If you missed it, go back and watch it on the YouTubes. Uh, but baseball family, again, once again, thank you so much for joining me. I will catch you next week. 